Welcome to the Addiction Connection podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. I'm your host, Mark Shaw. Today with me on the podcast is Shirley Crowder. We have co-authored a second book. This one is called Easter Meditations for Addicts. The first was Advent Meditations for Addicts. And it's really an exciting book because it's a tool that will draw you closer to Christ. And that's really what we we want in all of this. Isn't it, Shirley? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Fighting. And this, yeah. um, this is a series called Meditations for Addicts. And uh, it will not, it, it will include books that aren't only about Advent or Easter, so events, but also on certain topics that would be helpful, that we feel would be helpful for addicts. So be looking mm-hmm. for others in the future. Lord willing, we'll get them done. <laughs> That's right. Well, I wanted to start today. This is the triumphal entry. Mm-hmm. This is the third podcast in the series of eight. And uh, we always want to start with scripture. So John 12, verses 12 and 13 say, the next day when the large crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem They took palm branches and went out to meet him. They kept shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. And um, I love the picture here preceding Easter Sunday uh, with the the palms and the donkey and some of the the things that this symbolizes. So Shirley, why don't you talk to us a little bit about uh, the palm branches first. Okay. Well, in ancient times in particular, the palm branches were used to uh, wave and rejoice and praise. When soldiers came back to battle and won, also uh, there are references uh, in my study that I found of of when uh, some of the Grecian games, what we know now as the Olympics, that when uh, people would win those, that they would wave the palm branches to celebrate that. Um, so they were waving the palms, they were shouting, they put the palms down to for the donkey to walk on with Jesus. So it's kind of an, a way of honoring to, they put their cloaks down, their coats, their covers, whatever, um, not only on the donkey for Jesus to step, but on the ground. And so this was just a way of honoring whoever you were trying to honor. I love that picture, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the they recognize who he was and, right. uh, yeah. you know, and and I, I talk about this a little bit, but they they also missed his intended purpose and what he was yeah. coming to do. And uh, and just a, a little bit on that, they, um, they wanted him to be king, but they wanted him to fix everything and, yeah. and to fix it the way they wanted it fixed. And I think about the parallel with addiction. Sometimes when you're addicted, you're just looking for God to fix your problems to fix your pain, just to solve the sufferings in your life rather than recognizing God's doing something way bigger than that. 
and he's offering salvation and he will fix you or save you uh, that way. But sometimes we want to be saved the way we want to be saved. And I think that's the <laughs> the the warning for the addicted here, don't you? <laughs> right. Yes. Well, the addicted and all the rest of us, everybody. Yeah, that's right. Because one of those things, God, we want you to do this. And here's my instruction list. Do it this yeah. way, please. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I want what I want when I want it, the way I want it, with whom I want it, and all that. <laughs> well, and then the the donkey part required a little bit of faith, didn't it? <laughs> well, yes. Um, you know, <laughs> donkeys are known as stubborn. No, aren't they? Yes, they have that <laughs> reputation of being stubborn. Uh, <laughs> Are you calling me a donkey? I'm not calling you a donkey, although <laughs> times you might be. <laughs> My dad would say it's stick to itiveness in him, not stubborn. But I'll say the same about you. But the like thing that. that we know about donkeys is that they were created to carry things, to carry heavy loads, to, um, you know, the known as a beast of burden, to carry people. And so just an ordinary animal. Man, have you ever seen a donkey? I mean, they're not really beautiful. I guess in their own way, they're beautiful. <laughs> but they don't possess the beauty that maybe a resplendent male peacock with its showing all of its plumes and feathers. Uh, donkey's just a donkey. And just an ordinary very ordinary creature. Well, and 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 just to jump it, jump in there for a second. The, you know, he didn't. You, you, we write about this in the book, but he didn't come in on a war horse, ready to do yeah. battle and to change. Uh, they were looking for political change. They were looking mm, for right. change in their way in their world. But Jesus came in on a donkey to kind of usher in peace and peace with God. That was the change that was truly lacking. Uh-huh. They were missing that and wanting to come yeah. in on a war horse. Right. Wanting him to come in and do battle and fight. Right. So so these this donkey, just an ordinary animal, doing what God created the donkey to do, carry things. So an ordinary donkey, but on this particular day, this donkey did something that had extraordinary significance, didn't it? Because on its back, he carried King of Kings, our Redeemer, Jesus Messiah. And so there are oftentimes, as as I was studying some of this, the thing that kept coming to mind, I think there are times that all of us do this, but we we just think, gosh, I wish I was to teach like so-and-so. I wish I could write like so-and-so. I wish I could sing like so-and-so. I wish I understood computers. For me, it'd be I wish I understood technology like Mark Edward does, my friend mm-hmm. Scott. No, I don't. No, there's not, you know. I don't, but we want to do something on our own 
that others perceive as extraordinary or great. But the thing is, even those that we look at, they're just ordinary people. Now, God gives all of us different gifts and talents and abilities, and some have more than others, and some have more more sense to put those things in place, but they're ordinary people. And it's not the ordinary pastor preaching the word that we say, wow, I wish we could preach like that, teach like that, that changes the hearts. It's the extraordinary work of an extraordinary God working in and through us and in the hearts of the hearers and those receiving. And so um, God uses ordinary donkeys like me and Mark. (laughs) Amen. And and by God's grace and his spirit, extraordinary things happen because the work that the Holy Spirit does in the hearts of those with whom we minister and to whom we minister. Holy Spirit changes, changes us and them, the ordinary people. The Bible's encouraging because you're right, Shirley, it's it's ordinary people called by an extraordinary God to do what he wants us to accomplish, and we get to share in that and be a part of that. And, right. um, and I think, you know... Where God is growing me is not to just always say, Hosanna, save me, you know, fix my situation. Yes, there are times we pray that way, and it's always fine to to say, God, would you help me? Would you fix this circumstance or situation or heal me or whatever? But I'm kind of growing to the place where I'm not just praying in that way. I'm, I'm praying, God, let your will be done through me in me and through me, however my circumstances may be. Yes, I want you to fix this and that and the other, but really, God, help me to be faithful whether you fix that or not. Kind of like the thorn in the flesh, you know, your grace is sufficient for me. And I think that's a sign of maturity, don't you, when people are -hmm. are learning to pray in that way? Yes, and it, it really is praying according to God's will isn't mm-hmm. it? It's mm-hmm. praying, God, here's what I really desire. I want this person healed. I want this situation fixed. But what I really want more than that is I want to live in your will and to trust you and to walk with you. That's right. That's cool stuff, isn't it? It is. And <laughs> it is. And God just wants us to walk by faith. And I think, you know, for the addicted, and and, and I'm not, I appreciate you saying earlier, I mean, addicted or not, we're all sinners. We all need God to save us, so it doesn't matter. Right. We're just, we're just kind of using that label, and that's because that's who listens and that's who we're ministering to. But the addicted were duped into mm. believing that their addiction would offer them safety and freedom and pleasure and and autonomy and and all these kinds of things and they were just lies 
and really you become enslaved to that. And what God yeah. wants is to free you from that. Now you're still his slave, so to speak. You still belong to him. He paid for you. He bought you with a price. But you don't have to live enslaved anymore and be ruled by your own heart's desires, your own passion. And um, this triumphal entry just re- gives me a picture of of that. And I'm sure if I were there, uh, I would not trust in what God was doing, or I might want God to do it my way. And, and right. yes, save me, <laughs> but save me in my way. And yeah. um, and so I would have missed it too. But uh, for, the, for the addicted today, God wants to free you. He wants to save you. It's all about changing your heart. But it may not be that your circumstances really, really change that much, or it may not be that that uh, you're not going to crave drugs ever again, or you're not going to be tempted to use drugs. Those things are still out there and and abound, but God will change your heart towards those things. And you may still uh, blow it from time to time, but there's forgiveness and, right. and there's there's redemption, there's second chances, and that's the God we we love and serve. Right. One of the things in um, on day four of the uh, implications of the triumphal entry for addicts that we say is uh, this is an important truth that the Bible teaches you. Do not follow your feelings, but choose to follow and obey God's commands over and above your Mm. opinions, ideas, and feelings. And then the next sentence says, some addicts relapse after a lengthy period of sobriety simply because life circumstances were not giving them what they wanted, wished, or thought they deserved. That's, that's us, isn't it? That is. We, dis- we get disappointed in life. And we, we choose our feelings. We're, we're easily deceived, as uh, Eve was in the garden, Adam and Eve. Did God really say, and he says, yeah, he said, don't touch the tree. He said, don't eat of the tree and don't touch it. So he's going a little further. You're just being deceived, not understanding the very word of God. That's cool. That's cool stuff to talk about and think about. Because if you don't have faithful Christ followers around you who know God well, and can come alongside you, whether you've been a Christ follower an hour, 30 years. We all need those reminders. Someone to come alongside and say, God's with you. God's going to help you. That's right. Hang in. Have faith. (laughs) That's right. Well, and that's why I like this book so much. I like the structure. I like the the plan, the section we're talking about, the triumphal entry, is to be read beginning four Sundays before Easter. You begin reading and meditating, thinking about what Jesus has done in order to draw close to him in an intimate relationship. And um, and so it's all about faith and trusting and recognizing he's doing something bigger than what you can even fathom or imagine. And so... Um, 
Well, I want to thank you, Shirley, for being on the podcast. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. And the next podcast will be on the Lord's Supper, so you won't, you won't want to miss that, especially if you're hungry. Just a little <laughs> joke. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. Take care and God bless. <laughs>